Welcome to Uptown. We appreciate you making us a part of your day. We're here to empower, encourage, and uplift you on your journeys. We invite you to join us. We have Wednesday night Bible study at 6.30 p.m., Sunday service at 11 a.m., and you can watch us online. Glad you're here. Let's begin today's message. The last few weeks, I've been talking about relationships, building relationships, and how those relationships correlate with us with God. A few weeks ago, I talked about Hannah doing, doing uh, uh, Mother's Day and, and, and how Hannah actually went through a bunch of stuff. And, and, and so when Hannah got into the temple, when Hannah was going up, Phaniah, you know, she had sons by Hannah's husband also. And, and Phaniah was always throwing up in Hannah's face that she had children and, and Hannah had none. But Hannah was finding her hurt in the place where she was supposed to find her peace and her rest. Her, Hannah was finding her hurt in the temple or, or in the synagogue. So as Hannah was continually to, to, to go up to the temple year after year, she was praying and she was asking God, why is my womb closed? Why, why can't I have a child? But God had an ultimate plan for Hannah. But, but what God wanted Hannah to do was continue to move forward. Didn't want Hannah to quit because of opinions or didn't want Hannah to quit because of traditions. So it had even got to the point where Hannah was standing at, in the temple and Hannah was praying and the Bible said that she was standing there and her lips weren't moving. And Eli, the priest, thought that Hannah was drunk. And he confronted Hannah. He said, Hannah, uh, uh, why are you standing here and you're drunk? And, 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 and Hannah said, I'm, I'm not drunk. My Lord, but I was praying unto God. Then the Bible went on and, and, and said that, that Hannah made a vow to, to give Samuel to the Lord. So as Hannah gave birth to this child, something took place is that when Hannah gave birth to the child and the child was old enough and Hannah took the child right back to the same person who was telling Hannah at the temple that she was drunk and gave the child to Eli. Last week we talked about the secret places. God, God wants us to go into the secret place. That secret place is, is in our hearts. I talked about last week when, when the Bible said that when we were hidden and formed in our mother's womb, the Bible said that it was a secret place. It was a place of protection. 
It was a place where, where nobody could get next to us. It's that secret place. It's that when we're feeling like Hannah, when we're feeling like, like bitterness of soul, when we need to get to that place or when we need to get to that secret place, we need to know how to get to God. We need to know how to get on our knees. We need to know how to lay prostate before him. When we need to get to that secret place, that, that place that nobody else can get to but us. In that secret place, there's no traditions, there's no religion. In that secret place is it's when it's just me communing with God himself. It's in that secret place. There's something about being in the presence of God that'll change a man or a woman's life. Because it is a heart issue. It is something that I'm giving God my heart. I'm, I'm asking God. I'm saying, here I am. I'm broken. I, I can't do it anymore. So take me to that secret place. This week, I, I want to talk about the way. See, when we talk about and, and the way we, 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 we had a good Sunday school lesson and, and Brother Lynn really didn't know that, that what, what was in my spirit or what the Holy Spirit had placed upon me to, 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 to bring forth this morning. But it, it, it was a lot of the stuff that he was talking about this morning. That's why Sunday school is so important. Because you learn in Bible study, you learn in Sunday school. But the Bible says in Acts chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. But before I get there, I want to kind of give you a little background. This is where we're talking about Saul here. Saul is, is, is walking around and, and he is persecuting Christians. Paul is, is, is going after the ones who are actually trying to walk in their faith. And Paul is gathering, uh, gathering them up in groves. And, and he is telling them that you're going to prison. That you're going to be beaten. Because of what you are worshiping. Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, the one who died upon the cross, the, the one who gave his very life, the one who rose on the third day, the one who is sitting at the right hand of the Father, Jesus Christ. And Paul is gathering them up. He would walk into a place like this and see us all worshiping Christ, and he would gather us up and imprison us. So as we go into the ninth chapter, something is about to take place here. And this is what I want to get to this morning is what is about to take place. 
See, the Bible says the way. See, what Paul was walking in, Paul was walking in the traditions of men and religion. Paul didn't understand this thing called Jesus Christ. Paul was so caught up in his tradition that he was blinded to the Savior. So tradition had Paul so blinded that he wanted to persecute anyone who called upon the name of Jesus Christ. Let's read. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. Amen? If you're there and you got, you got a Bible, follow, follow along with me. Because this is about confidence. This is about rebuilding our hearts this morning. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. Then Saul, still breathing out threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. You see what he's doing. The Bible said that he's breathing out threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. And he went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way. Mm. Let's hold on to that word because the title of this message is The Way. Amen? So that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. We have to break this traditional belief of being bound up in traditional religion. Well, religion will have us following something we think is right. Paul, in all his wisdom and all his knowledge, he thought he was doing the right thing. But it has nothing to do with your relationship with Christ Jesus. Well, we have to remember that people are already broken and going through hardships, trying to find themselves. They may be suffering from a, a loss of a loved one or been through a bad divorce or a broken relationship with brothers and sisters or, or have a strained relationship with parents. No one knows. But religion is breathing out threats. Are you with me this morning? Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? It's because of the relationship I have with Christ Jesus I can stand here this morning. Because religion would not have me stand here because they would say, look at your background. Look at your past. But relationship with Christ Jesus has me standing here this morning praising and worshiping God 
breathing out threats. It wants somebody to conform to their thinking. And if you don't conform to their thinking, we're talking about religion. We're talking about tradition. If we don't conform to their thinking of how they think it's supposed to be, then everybody's going to hell. Mm, interesting, isn't it? And we're not living a godly life. Why is, it pre why, why is it that if I don't follow what somebody else is thinking in religion or in tradition that I'm not living a godly life? Why? Because my wife doesn't wear a skirt down to her ankles? Hmm, interesting, isn't it? Because you young ladies have pants on? Hmm, real interesting, isn't it? That's tradition. That's religion. Hmm. That women, you're not supposed to speak in church. Don't say another word. I can, I can hear Mary right now. What? That's religion. That's tradition. A woman shouldn't give a exhortation. A woman shouldn't preach. That's religion. That's tradition. So you're telling me what the Bible says, that I shall pour out my spirit upon what? Men and women. So the spirit is different? That's another story. Let me, let me keep on going. I got kind of sidetracked there for a minute. But I, I really want you to get when, 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 when the Bible is talking about that Paul is persecuting those who are of the way. Mm. Murdering someone's hopes with words we speak telling them that they will never be right until they believe the way you think. Mm, interesting. That's what the Bible said. Mm. Going to the high priest, finding people who think like you do, regardless how wrong you are. The high priest was sitting there and Paul was walking into the, into the office of the high priest and saying, hey, why don't, you write, why don't you write me a letter here so if I see any, anybody of the way, then I can get them, bound them up and, and bring them here and, and put them in chains. Because the high priest was thinking the same way that Paul was in tradition and in religion. That, that if it wasn't our way, then it wasn't the right way. Mm. I'm laying a, a foundation here. Amen? The real thing is, and I thank God, I raise my hand, I thank God that I am different than traditional beliefs. that I'm building my relationship with Christ Jesus. My relationship with Christ Jesus has nothing to do with traditional beliefs. I 
I'm building my relationship with Christ Jesus so I will know what? The way. Mm. Not the opinions of someone else. The term, the way, in the earlier days was that it was viewed to what we know today as Christianity. And it was used about five times in Acts. The term, the way, means that our relationship with Jesus is more than opinions or doctrines. The way means my personal relationship with Christ Jesus. Meaning following Jesus is a way of life, a way of living, a way of believing, and a way of building my faith. The way. See? I hope you guys are getting something out of this this morning. Because it's all about building your relationship with Christ Jesus. My job as a senior pastor is to push you towards Jesus. That's my job. It's to Push you towards Jesus, not like Emmanuel was talking about earlier. I'm not trying to push you to, to, uh, so, so I can build myself up. I'm pushing you towards Jesus. I've been blessed. I have a wonderful job. I don't look upon the church to take care of me. God takes care of me. So what, so what I do is I have a passion to do what I'm doing. So every Monday I get on my knees. Every Tuesday I'm driving to work and I'm praying and praying back and forth. On Wednesdays I'm down here for Bible study. On Thursdays I'm praying I'm, or I'm somewhere else. I am trying in the name of Jesus to build this church in God's image. Not my image. His image. In the way. Amen? If we're living our lives in the way, then people will get concerned because we're no longer under their control. I'm really stepping on a lot of toes this morning. I know it. I, I know I'm stepping on a lot of toes this morning. I don't want you to be under my control. I want you to be under the control of the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit to guide you and to lead you. As I said continuously, I said my job is to push you towards Jesus. So when that day, when I take my final breath and I'm standing before God, I want to hear those words, my good and faithful servant. I don't want to hear the words, well, why didn't you push them towards me? Amen. I'm telling you the truth. Each and every last one of us, we have a job to do for the kingdom of God. 
God has blessed you with life in your bodies. A sister Wednesday, she said something that stuck in my spirit. She said that we was on the wake-up list this morning. Oh, I thought that was good. On the wake-up list. Is that, is that I woke up this morning in my right mind. I, I woke up this morning breathing on my own. I, I woke up this morning and with my legs firm. and I woke up this morning, I can move my arms. And, and I woke up this morning and nobody helped me in the shower. Oh, that's a shout by itself. Hmm. Breaking the controls of, of traditional thinking and, and opinions and doctrines because we have found the way in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus is the way. Let's go to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. As y'all know me, I, I throw a lot of verses at you, and, and I tell you, this is your homework assignment. Don't, don't, don't take me, write these verses down, and, and then, then go back when you're drinking a cup of coffee and so forth, and ask the Holy Spirit to give you the revelation, so you have the revelation yourself. Not because I'm standing up here. Like I said, my job is to push you towards Jesus. Amen? Amen. Mm. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and it reads like this. Lean not upon your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he do what? And he shall direct your path. It says something in all your ways. Again, this is a heart issue. In order to build the relationship, I must trust first. Isn't that what the Bible said? Trust in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Isn't that what it said? So first, I must learn to trust. And then it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So I must learn how to trust in the Lord with my heart. Amen? It's a relationship thing. The next thing he talks about, and lean not on your own understanding. In other words, I got to get out of my own way. Because the way I think sometimes is not the correct way. Amen? Amen? My own belief system will have me stuck because I'll be looking at everybody around me and not looking at myself. Oh, you, you see what they're doing over there? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and they call themselves Christians. Mm. I know I wouldn't do that. Hmm. We were talking about it in Bible study today, and I, I said, what happens when you stub your toe? What's the first thing to come out of your spirit then? Is it going to come out of your spirit? Is you're going to say, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, I stubbed my toe. 
praise him. Praise him. Oh, they think you got the Holy Ghost dance going. Thank you, Lord. Or is it going to come out? And they think you're speaking in tongues. But it's the wrong kind. It's, it's a heart issue. It's a relationship issue. It's understanding who you are in Christ Jesus. It's understanding that you are in the way. In all my ways, I must what? Acknowledge him. And he shall direct my path. Not one time did I, y'all help me out here. Please, please help me out here. Not one time did I read in there that it said that uh, 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 brother so-and-so, I'm supposed to follow his path. Because brother so-and-so, uh, he don't sin. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Man, I said that out loud. But anyways, it is said, the Bible says, I'm supposed to follow Jesus. He'll direct my path. Not beliefs or opinions. It's about our relationship. It's about your relationship with Christ Jesus. The opinions of men will have you following their path. I'll give you an example. How can I tell Somebody, well, I think, oh, I'm just, like I said, I'm stepping on a lot of toes. I'm senior pastor. Well, I, I believe that uh, this young lady over here should be your wife. Because she's holy. And, 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 and young man, I believe that this young lady over here should be your wife and husband, you know what I'm saying. But anyways, and, 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 and they are so stuck in the traditions of men and in religion that they're taking his word as gold. And so they put both of them together and they hate each other. But they only stayed together because they were put together and somebody said that God had ordained this. Traditions of men. They're in a loveless marriage with hateful kids because they hate each other. Mm, interesting, isn't it? Because the Bible said in Acts that Paul went to the synagogue and he got a letter from the high priest. And the letter from the high priest said that you can do what you want. Go get them. Go bound them up. Religion will have you so bound up in tradition that you can't live your life. 
Probably going to get a whole lot of hate mail on this one. But who cares? God has something in store for us. See, see, when you have a relationship with Christ Jesus and you trust him, if it is in your heart to go get a degree, a master's degree or a PhD, go do it. Don't wait on somebody. Well, uh, uh, pastor, do you think that I can get a master's degree? Hmm, interesting, isn't it? How, how, how often does that happen? Well, I, I don't think you need to go get a, a master's degree right now. I think you need to marry John John. Instead of, instead of believing what Christ Jesus has already planted in you, if you want to go get a master's degree, go get it. We're going to pray for you. We're going to stand in the gap for you until you, re, until you receive it. And then when you receive it, we're going to celebrate you. If it's in your heart to build a business, build it. Build the business and the vision that Christ Jesus has given you. The church is here for this reason. Is that you want to build a business, then I'm supposed to support you and point you towards the direction. In all my ways, he will direct my path. Why? Because I have placed Jesus Christ first in everything concerning my life. Amen? Are you guys getting something out of this this morning? Amen? Let's go to Isaiah chapter 26. Let's see what he says. Verses 7 through 11. The way... Mm, the way, the justice upright. O oh, most upright, you weigh the paths of the just, yes, in your way of your judgments. O oh, Lord, we have waited for you. The desire of our souls is, is, is for your name and for the remembrance of you. With my soul, I have desired you in the night. Yes, by my spirit within me, I will seek you early. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Let grace be shown to the wicked. Yet he will not learn righteousness in the land of, uprighteous, of, of the righteous. He will, he will deal unjustly and will not behold the majesty of the Lord. And the Lord, when your hand is lifted, is lifted up, you will not see, but you will be ashamed for the, envy of, for the envy of people. Yes, the fire of your enemy shall devour them. The ways of the Lord makes our path smooth and level. In his ways is my judgment. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? In his ways is my judgment. King David had a relationship with the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And God was with King David in everything that he did. But David made a statement in Psalms 32.5 and, and it reads like this. 
I have acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. Mm. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquities of my sin. David had to acknowledge his sin to God. Someone can tell me, let's get this together. Someone can tell me I'm doing something wrong all day long. They can say, well, Greg, you're doing this wrong. Greg, you're doing this wrong. Greg, if you don't get this right, this until I get it. You're just talking. David had the understanding that, that his sin or his iniquity was against God. It took him a minute to get there. If you think David took the stone, hit Goliath, Goliath fell down, and then David got that revelation, we're wrong. David had to go through a process in order to get this revelation in his spirit. I acknowledge my sin. This revelation came when he slept with Bathsheba. See, when he saw Bathsheba up on, the, up, up on the rooftop and he looked at Bathsheba and said, oh, my God, she fine. And sent his servants to get Bathsheba and he laid with Bathsheba and she became pregnant. And he called for Bathsheba's husband, Uriah. And wanted Uriah to go in and lay with his wife and Uriah had more, had, had more righteousness in him than the king. And he said, my men are out in the field. I shall not do that to them. I'm going to lay right here on the doorpost. A riot was more righteous than the king. So David, leaning on his own understanding, sent a riot out into the front line and he ended up losing his life. Bathsheba had the baby. But the Bible said that the baby was the sin and had to die. So King David was doing something now. He was, he was mourning something that was living, but he knew that the child was already dead. Under Jewish custom is, is that they would mourn once, 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 once the child or whoever passed away, they would mourn then. But King David was mourning while the child was still living. And the Bible said that, that when they came in and David said, is he dead? And they said, yes, O king. And the Bible said that David got up and he washed himself. And he put on new garments or put on clean clothes. But out of the same union came greatness. Out of the same union came Solomon. 
I've acknowledged my sin to you. This is what David is talking about. I've acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said I would confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave my iniquity. Interesting. Amen? This is so important in building my relationship with Christ Jesus that I know I can fall at my kitchen table. I can go in the basement. I can go in my bedroom. I can shut the door in the bathroom. I can come to the church and the altars are always open. Because I'm acknowledging my sin. I'm building my relationship with Christ Jesus so I will always walk in the way of his love, his mercy, and his grace. We must desire with our hearts to know his name. Isn't that what the scripture said? I must desire with my heart to know the name of Jesus and know what Christ Jesus is going to do for me in my life. Psalms 119.11 reads like this. says, I have hidden thy word in my heart that I may not sin against thee. Again, we go back to the relationship part of it. We go back to it's a heart issue. What keeps me clean is the word of God. The Bible says in, in, in John chapter 15, it says, by my words you are clean. See? He says, by my words you are clean. Then he says, abide in me and I abide in you. Mm, interesting, isn't it? Again, it's that secret place that we find God in. Those of you who are listening online, it's, it's that secret place that you find God at. Your souls are, are reaching and crying out for that secret place. My soul desires God in the night. And my spirit seeks him early in the day. It is his judgments. The Bible says, seek the Lord while he is near. I repent. I'm talking about Greg now. I ain't talking about none of y'all. I'm talking about Greg. I repent because of his judgments. Not the judgment of somebody else. I get on my knees and on my face because of his judgments. Not some judgmental attitude or somebody else's opinion. The Bible says, and then, then, then the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. How will they learn righteousness? Because we're being transparent. Those of us who are in Christ Jesus, we need to be transparent. 
We need to be able to tell somebody that Christ Jesus brought me out of this situation. If you're struggling with, with any kind of addictions or you've ever struggled with any kind of addiction, you need to be able to say, you know, God delivered me from that. But what we do, because you've been, you ain't had a drink in 40 years, you, you forgot what it felt like. Well, well, Lord, you're seeing that? And, 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 and the thing is, let me keep this real simple. What you doing? Hmm, interesting, isn't it? Because nobody sees your sin because now it, it is in secret. But God has you in the secret place and he knows what it is. This is how grace is supposed to be shown to the wicked. Then it's on them. The grace of your love. The grace of your understanding. The grace of you not being judgmental because they are struggling with some issues, allowing the Holy Spirit to do his work. We cannot become Saul. Hmm, remember Acts chapter 9? Saul was breathing out threats. And, and Yeah. We cannot become Saul, breathing out threats and murdering people's spirits with our opinions and self-righteousness. Let's go to Job. Let me show you something. So you know, the Bible teaches self. I'm just kind of walking you through it. I'm about to say, take notes, please. Job chapter 34, verses 31 through 33. Now this is <laughs> Job talking to his friends that, you know, supposed to be his buddies. Amen? For has anyone said to God, I have borne chastening, I have offended, I will offend no more. Teach me what I do not see. Listen to how the, how the Bible's reading. Teach me what I do not see. If I have done iniquity, I will do it no more. Verse 33. Now here's the key. Should he repay according to your terms? You see that? The Bible says, should he repay according to what you think I should be held accountable to? Just because you disavow it, you must choose and not I? You see that? Therefore, speak what you know. God sees our lives. We must Ask God to show us our lives in his sight. Teach us how to correct our own brokenness and get away from judgmental opinions and people that have you believing that that's from God. So that my faith in Christ Jesus is only on their terms. That's deep, isn't it? Listen to what he said. He says, should he repay according to your terms? Isn't that what the word said? 
Amen. I'm almost done here. I want us to know the way of Christ Jesus for ourselves. It is a heart and the desire of our soul to seek him and to know the way of his righteousness. Now, I'm going to close with this text. John 14, 6. Mm, John 14, 6. I'm going to close with this. I want to get us back to Jesus. I want you to know exactly what Jesus is talking about here. And then Jesus said, I am the what? Help me out here. And Jesus said, I am the what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mm. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus Christ is saying that he is the way. Not opinions, not doctrine, not tradition, not religion, but Jesus is saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I will learn how to live my life according to the ways of Jesus. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commands. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Jesus also said, this is a new commandment I give you. That you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Sometimes we look at this verse, you know, like I got a bunch of flowers in a basket and I'm, oh, I just love Jesus. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord. You know, got a flower in my hair. Oh, I had hair at one time. And, a, and a, oh, Lord, I just love you. Oh, Jesus is so fine. You know, we, we go, we look at this verse in that, in that context, but I'm sorry, that's not what it means. It means loving people through their issues. Just like Jesus loved you through yours. It means don't be judgmental just because you might not understand something. It means you got an opportunity to choose the love of Jesus. Give them that same opportunity to choose the love of Jesus. It means meet someone right where they are at. That's the way of Jesus. God so loved the world that he gave us what? Only begotten son that whom shall ever believe in him shall not what? Perish, but what have everlasting life. In other words, the father's love for us met us right where we were. And it wasn't a condition. He said, I'm going to give him. Because you went willy-nilly way back here, Adam. The truth. The Bible said that Jesus came in grace and in truth. We must learn how to give grace and truth. Grace is remembering where God has bought you from 
and not allowing your past pain to hurt someone else, but to bring glory to God. I'll give you an example. The Bible said that, 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 that when they were walking and they found out that Lazarus had died and they went and they told Jesus, they said, Jesus, Lazarus is dead. And Jesus said, huh, this will not end in death, but it will bring glory to God. The Bible said that Jesus loved Lazarus, so he was not going to allow the pain of someone telling him something to affect what he was going to do. Life. He who has the Son is free indeed. It is a lifestyle that I desire to put, the, to put death behind me. It's a lifestyle. And I'll give you an example. And I'm going to use my own life. I used to drink, smoke, smoke weed, did it all. But it came to a point in my life that if I was following Christ Jesus, it slowly broke off. It broke off. Because what was God doing in my life? He was eliminating death in my life. I can't tell you what death is in yours. I can tell you what death was in mine. See, it became a lifestyle because I was holding on to the word of God. What did, what did David say? I've hidden thy word in thy heart that I may not sin against thee. I was eliminating stuff in my life that I knew that was going to cause pain later. Amen? Amen? It says, going to the Father. He is holy and I can't do it by myself and I can't do it by my own understanding. There's only one way to get there and that's through Jesus. And it's learning how to go, and I'm saying this again, learning how to go into the secret place and finding him for yourself. It is my relationship. It is my relationship with Christ Jesus. I'm building my relationship. You need to build your relationship with Christ Jesus. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. David said, I confess my iniquities only before you. And you forgave me. The Bible says in, 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 in Romans chapter 8, there is now no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you all this this morning because I want you to build your relationship with Christ. I want you to have such a strong relationship with Christ, no matter if the world blew up yesterday, you know where you're going. You know that when Jesus, when, when Jesus said in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whom shall ever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You know that you have that everlasting life. 
The Bible says in John 17, 3, he said, now this is eternal life, that they know you mm, as the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent. I'm telling you all this. I've been talking about this for the last few weeks because it's about a heart issue. It's about you building your relationship, not me building it for you. Pushing you. I'm pushing you. I'm pushing you. I'm pushing you. I'm pushing you towards the cross. I'm pushing you towards Jesus Christ. Because if I'm pushing you, you know what you're going to do? You're going to say, I'm tired of pastor keep pushing me. I'm going to read this this morning. Because I know when he sees me, he's going to say, I'm pushing you. I'm pushing you into your gifts. I'm, I'm pushing you into your purpose. I'm pushing you into your destiny. I will never say no. If, if, if you walk to me and say, Pastor, I'm going to sing, I'm going to hook you up with Shelby and let you sing. If you want to work back there with Elbert, I'm going to let you go back there. With if you want to do some outreach work, I'm going to find the situation and the place that will help you exercise your gift in outreach work. Amen? I'm going to push you. It is, I don't want you to sit here in these seats and your gifts are wasting away. If you go by these graveyards, there are so many dreams, hopes, purposes, and destinies that never took off. They're just there now. That's not going to happen here in the name of Jesus. But I'm going to close.